Oh my god, fuck yes, I would fucking love a cup of tea. It's been an eventful 20 minutes. We just recorded half an episode, guys. <laughs> and now we're recording three times. all over again. Actually, yeah, three times. Yeah. So welcome. Hi. Back. Hi. We're just, you know what? We're vibing. Hey, I'm really glad that I have this CBDT because it's been a chaotic 20 minutes and I'm feeling really chill about it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually do feel really good as well. We have Daydreaming in Our Cup, sponsored by Southern Hemp Tea Company. This is not a paid ad. <laughs> what? And so far, Courtney is a big fan. I'm a huge fan. Uh, just to be clear, Erin has had one sip of her tea, and I have only this much left in my tea uh, because I'm chugging it. But I'm like, shit, I need to save some for the podcast. So I'm trying to I'm trying to cool on it now, but it's delicious. It is floral and sweet, and it's making me hyper, but like good hyper. Yeah, yeah, we're vibing. Yeah, it's good. We are. We're good. I got half a cup here, um, and that was the kind of short review. Is um, <clears throat> excuse me, as I said, I would love people to come on and you know per se live, let people know exactly what the experience like is like what they're tasting, how it smells, how they feel. I feel pretty good actually. Yeah, me I really too. do. I, I'm kind of like um slap happy too, just because it's just a lot has happened in in the last twenty minutes. I knocked this thing over. You guys missed a lot. Should we introduce me? We're gonna reintroduce. Okay. Courtney McPherson. That's me. That's her. She's an anxiety haver. I'm an anxiety haver. She's got anxieties. I've got anxieties too. Yeah. Welcome to our anxiety podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. But realistically, yeah, we we are going to talk a lot about anxiety today because we, in reality, are anxiety havers. Mm -hmm. What was the other word you used to describe yourself? Uh oh, a strummer or something. A strummer. Yeah, because well, I was playing. Oh, with fiddler. This. Fiddler. Yeah, yeah, I said strummer. You could be a strummer and a fiddler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, so we'll go back and um, we. So Courtney and I actually had dated yeah. um, years back. Ex girlfriend for, extraordinaire. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. For six months, I think around about. And so the way that we met was, um, and it's really cool. We can talk about how Courtney was such a huge impact and part of my sobriety. So during my early sobriety in kind of the, I don't know, like that, that really full, like, I don't know. It just like right at the peak of my coming to, hmm. you know, the peak of, I was like, what, two years sober? Really? Wasn't, no way. Was I more, less? No way. Well, you're what, 10 years now? Yeah, almost 11. So yeah, you're probably like three years, three or four maybe. So really, I mean- wow. it, 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 You were a baby. Uh, I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I remember like going to meetings with you and stuff. Oh my gosh. I remember one time, sorry to like interject, we were at a meeting and they- Meetings always choke me up too because I just think people in recovery are the most amazing. And th at the end when they're like, if anyone is available to be a sponsor, stand up. And you stood up and I was like- <laughs> 
my girlfriend. Oh my God. It was like proud girlfriend moment. And I, I'm like tearing up now. I just think it's such a beautiful thing that you, you guys do. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to be a part of that with you. Yeah. And I was voluntarily sober. Right. Just so Correct. I could like get my life together. Not, you know, for any other reason other right. than that. Yeah. So I think we vibed at a good point in our lives mm-hmm. where we were both on a very similar restructuring of yeah. ourselves mm-hmm. and what we do on our free time and like what do we want what do we want to be doing and yeah. we, I think we both were at a point of like you know what I've been doing is not what I'm supposed to be doing yeah and I think we were also practicing navigating relationships sober very much and it, I think like there was so much like raw like and safe conversation and growth that happened in that short amount of time mm-hmm. that I think wouldn't have happened if you weren't sober and if I wasn't along for the ride. You know what I mean? Correct. It was dope. Yeah, it was very cool. So um, it was entirely appropriate to have Courtney on the podcast to have this conversation um, and... I think that people are going to enjoy this. I think you're going to be able to relate. And that's the goal. Again, the goal is to bring kind of um, awareness around anxiety resources, mental health, wellness. Obviously, we'll talk CBD. We already know Courtney has enjoyed her daydreaming. Yeah, it's almost gone. No surprise. Really, it's everyone loves it. It's What's in it again? So the daydreaming is uh, jasmine pearls, all organic, USDA. Jasmine pearls, lemon peel, hibiscus, marshmallow root, and hemp flower. And green tea, right? Jasmine pearls are green tea. Oh, okay. So yeah. when they unfold. So I'm just going to, for anyone that might listen to this, right? If you order daydreaming, if that's your go-to, what I want you to know is that every bag is by weight. Every blend is weighed equally, yet daydreaming, you will notice it looks like there's not a lot in the bag. And the mm-hmm. reason is because it's so dense. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully there are people listening. And if you've wondered why maybe it doesn't look like a lot, it's because it's by weight. It's heavier. So mm-hmm. it's delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, let's talk anxiety. Let's talk anxiety. Okay. I have a question. Okay. So on the the last take that we did, the previous 20 minutes, you brought up a panic attack incident that I had while we were together. Correct. But I wanted to ask you, what was your experience with anxiety when we were together? Because I think I remember like one instance of you kind of like having a moment and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and like, you tell me what you need, you know? And I was just like with you silently. But other than that, I don't really, I feel like the focus of the anxiousness in the in the relationship was like my anxiety, you know? It was. So what was yours like at the time? Oh God. Um, or like how has, how was it different than Realistically, I, I honestly think you nailed it when you said that a big factor was the fact that I was fairly newly sober mm-hmm. and had not, I mean, I hadn't really I was probably no more than two years. I'll say I was no more than two years. I know that. Mm -hmm. I just remember how raw I was to like, to being with a woman or um, having feelings and crushing on someone. 
without the bar scene, without alcohol, without drugs in the other room, Mm -hmm. where they were genuine feelings that weren't induced by alcohol or cocaine. Mm -hmm. It was like, I actually had to be vulnerable. There was no liquid courage. Yeah. And, and for, I don't know, we, we were comfortable with each other. Mm -hmm. I think we understood that we were both figuring it out. Anxiety havers. We were anxiety havers. <laughs> Welcome to the club. If you are an anxiety haver, yeah, log hello. online, join our club. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was, we both understood that neither of us were the expert and we were like figuring yes. it out. We, I think we were equals. And I think that that's what worked for both of us. Yeah. That sure. it was, it really was a partnership. Oh, and then here's a funny story. We're going to talk about Halloween, how Courtney left me on stage by myself. Oh my God. (laughs) So this girl, (laughs) listen to this, this girl, I remember the stress she had over the fact that we had to dress up as Minnie and Mickey for Halloween. It was so cute. She was like adamant. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. We got dressed in my house Mm -hmm. and and I looked so cute. You did like, so you had a light up bow tie? I had a light up bow tie. We had the ears. Mm -hmm. So we go to this Halloween, this sober Halloween party and there's quite a decent amount of people for sure. You know, I'd say at least 60 some people maybe. I don't know. Okay. She was blacked out from anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it comes down to the costume contest and I don't remember whose idea it was to enter. I think it was yours. <laughs> I think it was her idea to enter. And you actually had to like walk on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and I bailed. <laughs> Froze. Froze up against the wall like a deer in headlights. And there's me walking across the stage in my little Mickey Mouse. And I'm completely anxious and yeah. so embarrassed. They, Everyone at, at the other side knew us. And yeah. so... I think that they just kind of let it slide. And in um, the end of the contest, we won best couple. Yeah. And you won best like individual co- costume. Did I? I almost said contest. You, yeah, you like won oh. the thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we were adorable though. I had a red tutu on. And but red realistically, heels. I did all the work. Okay. 100%. You carried yeah, I it. Strut, I strutted for, for sure. both of us. Yeah. But that's a good example of like, I think sometimes when you, are anxious or when you're like, and ADD, you know, ADHD brain, you are like, what do you like, as you call me? Oh, Dory. Dory. (laughs) Yeah. She's Dory syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're like, I actually, I don't want to do this. And then you just bounce, you know, you just kind of step out or I did in that instance. And you know, I'm going to say kind of getting serious that I think it's okay for people to do that. Yeah. I think one of the things in society that we see more and that people in our generation feel is pressure to look put together. Mm-hmm. I think there's pressure for people to look okay, to look their happiest. There's mm-hmm. a lot of social media fabrication. Yeah. And what I want to say is that you can, you can fucking step away anytime, no matter where you are, if you're not comfortable in wherever you are, take a deep breath and and allow yourself to, to step away and to and that's not so that you can run from the anxiety. It's 
and it's not so you can manage it. So you can manage it, mm-hmm. and also the trick to managing anxiety is embracing it. Mm-hmm. You, totally, I would say my trick. I have two tricks for managing anxiety, and trick number one is to just name it to recognize that like I don't consider my anxiousness me. It's not a part of me. It's something that happens to me that I can like isolate and I can be like, this is like an anxiety bubble. I'm having a panic attack and I can like isolate it and make it something separate from me. So once I'm able to name it and identify like, oh, that's just anxiety, then I can start to manage it. And then the second thing for me is to ask for what I need, which took me a long time to like feel empowered enough to do that. And sometimes when you're anxious, you need comfort. You need like, Hey, can you just be here with me? You need tenderness. And sometimes you need like, I just, I just need to be left alone. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need somebody in the same room with you in silence. Sometimes you need, you know what my weird go-to is? I don't know if you remember this. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Playing guitar. No. Oh, um, cold ice water. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. So that's, um, for anyone, if you <laughs> witness me having a panic attack ever, just br- the first thing, if I'm having a really bad one, mm-hmm. um, ice water. Hmm. It's it because you know when you're when you're having, oh yeah, it like wakes you up. You're hot. It like, brings you back into your. You body. know how your body gets hot when you have mm-hmm. anxiety attack. So, in my experience with my anxiety, is that it's a physical reaction, mm-hmm. and then it's a mental. And so if I attack the physical, like, okay, my hands are sweating, I'm shaking and I feel hot. Um, it's because my brain is kind of going into shock because what anxiety is, is your mind projecting things in the future mm-hmm. and creating scenarios in the human brain that haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Your brain doesn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So your body actually reacts and is like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel because this isn't happening. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And so anyway, the, the ice water is my go-to. Um, it's not a cure-all, but um, CBD helps, meds help. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like whenever I get anxious, I always think that I'm going to throw up or that I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> and so, And so what I do now... <laughs> So what I do now is I tell myself if and when that happens, I'll deal with it when it happens. I'm fine right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good now. I threw up outside before I walked in. Um, No, I tell myself, chances are I'm not going to throw up. I've never thrown up in public from anxiety, so I don't know why I think I'm going to. But I tell myself if I do throw up, I'll deal with it when I puke. Mm. Then I'll deal with it at Mm. that time. And, And I can just tell myself like it hasn't happened yet. And if it does happen, then I'll figure out what the next step is. But mm-hmm. for right now, I'm, I'm not going to let myself freak out because I think that I'm going to shit my pants walking down the street. You know what I mean? Like, I've also never shit my pants. So why I'm curious do I, if you're listening and you have shit your pants, it's okay. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. So, and if realistic, well, like, and realistically, I want like, these feelings are are normal. Yeah, I'm not the only person that's scared of shitting my pants. Yeah, um, or even wanting to puke. Like, yeah, if you have that feeling, I just want you to know that it's normal and it's okay. Totally. To prepare for things that I know will make me anxious, things that things that trigger my anxiety are 
public transit, taking the train, flying, driving in traffic, going to concerts, being in crowded spaces, pretty much anything other than like interacting with You're one person. You're an anxiety person at a time. <laughs> I'm an anxiety. You're an anxiety So ever. what I do is I will not eat. So like I had to take a flight recently at like 6.30 at night and I w- didn't eat all day because I'm like, if I get anxious on the plane, I don't want anything in my stomach to throw up. So I like, you know, that's a bad idea. Totally bad. Okay. Don't do this. Don't do that. Do not do this. Actually, but I'm no, just, I'll just, I want inter- to express how anxiety rules your life. Sometimes it dictates what you do and you make these really stupid decisions because of it. You well, know? The, and the thing, and the key thing that I kind of want to focus on is that I've learned, so I've been in therapy for probably 15 years mm-hmm. and I'm still like, and I mean, weekly, like I've never stopped. And I've learned a lot about anxiety and a lot of understanding anxiety, excuse me, is actually the education of understanding what anxiety is. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that factor that it's a physical, you know, it it really, it starts in a physical. And so, and I would just, having food in your stomach or not having food in your stomach can actually kind of make or break like you getting through it. Because if you have an empty stomach, your body has no nothing nutrients, to nothing to run on, mm-hmm. which is not going to help. But that's okay. Thank you, Dr. Gallagher. Yes. Um, I had a question for you and I lost it. <laughs> shit. Oh, no, here's my question. Shit. Don't shit. <laughs> here's, here's my question. Um, how many times, if any, has your therapist brought up breath work for you as a tool for medi- or for anxiety management? Probably all of them. Really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. N- maybe not breath work in the sense of someone that, a yogi, mm-hmm. not, not to that chakra stuff, but, <clears throat> but to um, breathing. And so I recently learned, and you probably know this, that well, okay, so obviously when you, when you breathe, you're getting oxygen to the brain. You are? Z. Holy shit. Yes, I don't know what Z was. That was supposed to, to be- To the brain. To the brain. <laughs> C, I think I meant to say C. And when they tell you, and I, I heard this from my friend Pat, is that they tell you to take deep, long breaths so that you can actually just get more oxygen to your brain. Hmm. Okay. True or not, I it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, breath work helps balance out the parasympathetic nervous system. The what? Parasympathetic nervous system. It's the part of your, it's essentially what like uh, your fight or flight runs on. So like your body responds to danger before your brain does. You know what I mean? So when you can regulate that and you can give yourself a moment to kind of think about whether or not you need to freak out, you know, Go ahead. Interesting. So that's a perfect. So I'm going to go to the board on this. Oh, yay. Go to the board. I love the board. Um, CBD is cannabidiol. Did you know that? I knew that. Okay. I knew that because I watched your first episode. Huh. There we go. Mm-hmm. Avid listener. If y'all ain't listening, you suck. <laughs> Just kidding. No, they're literally listening right now. Hi, listeners. Thank you for being here. So. Um, cannabidiol. You mentioned the nervous. I'm going to shorten that to nervous system. Sure. So ultimately what cannabidiol, CBD, hemp, or even THC, they're all cannabinoids. And you have an ECS, which is an endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? I did. You have one. I do. I have one. Did I have to pay for it or nope, anything? No, it's oh, free. Just came with the just bod. Just came with it. Awesome. And that works directly 
with your, the endocannabinoid system works directly with your nervous system. Right. When your cannabinoids or your ECS has extra CBD or even THC, that is one of the main components to how it interacts and brings nerves down is because when the ECS is stocked per se, Mm -hmm. it regulates your nervous system. So they work hand in hand. Mm -hmm. That is the science behind CBD. So a lot of people don't know that. They just think CBD, like there's there's a scientific reason why you consume CBD. Mm -hmm. That's why it works. It's wild to me that there are people who have like an aversion to trying it too, because I don't know how many times you can say it doesn't get you high. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you have a headache and you take an Advil, you know, you have a body ache and Correct. you take Tylenol, you have a mood ache, you need CBD. A you mood know? ache. Yeah. Like if you're bitchy or anxious or whatever. I have mood aches crazy. all the time. Does anyone else have mood aches? I never have mood aches personally. Yeah. That's a lie. Never in my life. Not once. That's right. Um, she don't have mood aches. Not not a single one. But no, I think it's there's no reason to have an aversion to it. You it literally doesn't get you high. And I think for I actually described Man, I feel so good right now. Good. With this Yeah, I my, do too. Honestly, Mine's gone. Yeah. I'm, You're I feel you good. have some catching up to do. I will say I feel like my my eyes are a little glazed over. Oh. I don't, I don't know. It's just the <laughs> this dope light the behind me. I think for people who do like THC or do like Which cannabis. Which is totally welcome yeah. here. The feeling of like chill that you get when you smoke is the same feeling of chill that you get from CBD, but minus the psychoactive high part of it, you know? Correct. So there's, I, I don't, again, I don't understand the aversion to it. There's, you can't lose anything by trying it. Like right. literally, unless you're, you have an allergy to it, which I know some people do. But other than that, there's no reason to not try it. Yeah. What I like to say in a lot of people, excuse me, um, a lot of people will ask or say, right? So my last guest, Dan, when we tried CBD, after we were done, one of the first things he said, he's like, so like, am I supposed to feel something? And the- That's so pure. The funny thing, the way to answer that question, as far as CBD is, it's not what you feel, it's what you don't feel. Right. Right. So you're not going to, whereas THC, you're going to feel the high. Mm-hmm. Whereas CBD is more of a regul- regulator, regulatory. Regulator. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it, you're not going to feel. It's, there's a balance. When you're here because you're supposed to feel that. Mm-hmm. So when, like right now, like I don't feel one way or another. I feel, I feel really good. I, good. I feel solid. Good. I feel good too. Yeah. I feel like I could use some more tea. I know, so, I know someone kidding. who makes tea. Oh, really? Yeah. Where can I get it? I can call her. Or you can go to www.southernhemptea.com and you can shop there. Nice. What other CBD products can I get there? So let's see. There's four CBD blends. There are amazing lavender eucalyptus bath bombs. The newest thing that people love, which you- I'm, I'm going to get some before I leave. We're sold out. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm actually sold out. I'm livid. We are okay, sold out now of honey I'm having sticks. Emotions. Now she's having m- mood aches. Mood aches. Yeah. Ooh, girl. We did sell out of honey sticks, and the people are eating. Literally, some people um, 
Brittany and M, who will be listening. They've listened twice to actually my last podcast because they're such a fan. Anywho, uh, there's CBD Honey 6, which currently sold out. We are making more. And then there are the Henny, the Henny. There's no Henny. No. This is hemp. Henny free zone. Henny free. Honey hemp leaves. Yep. And uh, soap. There's some amazing soap from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And there are Southern Hemp Tea mugs. Yes. Courtney's taking They're this sturdy. one home today. That's yours. I am? That's you. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yay. I'm look, so she excited. forgot all about the honey sticks. No, she didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Again. So yeah, there's um, there's a variety of stuff. There's some pretty good stuffs on that store. Yeah. Um, and also what we can talk about too, before we kind of wrap up, we've got a little bit of time. Nice. May 14th through 16th. Oh, yeah. Southern Hemp Tea is going to be premiering in Lincoln Park doing a pop-up yes. shop. Yeah. And I've actually, I never... I just realized what a pop-up shop was like a month ago. I just heard of it. And you so You guys, that's so cute. I dove that's so pure. Yeah. I just dove in and on so it's gonna be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the fourteenth through the sixteenth. Mm-hmm. There are gonna be a little variance of times, but Courtney will be there on, in the flesh. Yeah, flesh. Yeah. With, with her ECS. Oh, my endocannabinoid system. Yeah, we'll be there too. Yeah. So if y'all want to come and get a boost for your ECS, yeah, it's going to be at 2922 North Clark Street in Chicago. It's going to be uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We will have giveaways and there's going to be a little photo booth. We're going to do tea demonstrations. There's going to be discounts, um, a lot of socials and photos and yeah. cool stuff. Probably, like I said, giveaways, t-shirts. Will that make you anxious? A little. I I want. I want people to show up. Yeah. I really. I. I, It costs quite a quite a few bucks. A little bit. And that's the hard part: is investing in a business. Is you have to take a risk. So, are you're more anxious about people not showing up than about having like. Being around tons and tons of people. Oh, the people. Yeah, no, I love people. Okay. That's why I love doing this. Yeah. I love talking to people. Um, I also get nervous. You know, I do get nervous because I can take feedback sometimes personally. Like if if someone were to take a sample, right, they walk around and they say, thanks, have a good day, and they walk out. Mm-hmm. That tells me I didn't do enough to bring them in. No way. That's what I, yeah. So my, cause I'm always, I'm about the customer experience. Like what can I bring to the table to make sure that you, and, and again, but CBD is not for everyone. Right. And tea is just not for everyone. Right. But if you're smart, you will drink Southern hemp tea. <laughs> um, I think you bring up a funny point because speaking of being an anxiety haver, um, yes, me. I get, whenever I go into a store if the person working like acknowledges me specifically like um like a small store like a local business or something not like a Walmart but if the pre- the people What's working wrong with there Walmart girl don't get me started Walmart. but if the people working there 
acknowledge me and they're like, Hey, can I help you find something? And then I start walking around. I feel so bad if I leave without buying something. And that's like an anxious thing that I have. I'm like, shit, I don't want them to think they did something wrong. Right. And so that's, I don't want them to think I don't like their products. It's Maybe a, it's just anxiety is when your right. mind is tricking you. Right. Exactly. Like, that's not and really when happening. it makes you do dumb shit because you're afraid of whatever unsettling situation it is. So like I might end up buying a fucking $60 keychain from this stupid store because somebody is watching me and you, I feel bad. Okay. Raise your, raise your hand if you have done that. I mean, not a $60 one. Because I, no, so, I really have. Yeah. I've absolutely done that. Yeah. But what's so hard about just you know what saying, it is? thank you. I hope you have a great day. It's, it's and fear. Then, yeah, for sure. It, it's Isn't all, it so stupid? It's all based in fear. Yeah. And then you go home and then you have this expensive fucking And then you go chain. home and then you have what? Guilt and remorse. Yeah, buyer's remorse. But it, I mean, whatever. It's it's weird, man. Life, being a human, having a human experience is weird. And I think giving yourself permission to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. is like the game changer. That's the game changer I, for me is right. stop trying to avoid discomfort. Right. Things can be awkward. We can have... a like 10 seconds of silence on a podcast and not let it be awkward. You know what I mean? If, if nothing's coming up. We well, can, I have an ADD brain, so most likely I'll start talking before going that on. 10 seconds. For sure, but <laughs> this is true. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, let things be uncomfortable. Like when I would teach yoga- The thought of sitting here just now in yeah. silence for 10 seconds made me anxious. Yeah, I bet. Because my body is, I don't like to sit still. Right. So that's funny. Yeah. And I'm just sharing on that, anyone that has ADHD- it is very much linked to anxiety. And so one, um, they kind of feed off each other. Yeah, for sure. So I have like, I have anxiety disorder, then I have ADHD mm-hmm. and my ADHD also produces anxiety. And so I ADHD am poster brains, child for fucking mental health. Right. ADHD brains are so creative too, which means you can come up with some creative ass scenarios. Oh, go finally! Except for that, was that for the homies? That's for the homies. I like it. Okay. Um, I don't know what I was saying. Oh, ADHD I wanted brain. to say when I would teach a yoga class, what I would say all the time is let it be hard. So what you see is people attempting a pose or even attempting stillness. Um, and getting uncomfortable, getting fidgety, coming out of it. And not to the point where there's pain, but to the point where you're allowing yourself a moment to let it be difficult. Like stop trying to avoid shit that's hard and stop trying to avoid shit that's uncomfortable or that's awkward. You know, people, I won't name a name, but there's somebody I'm very close to who will be anxious if he sends texts to people and that person hasn't responded for a while. And he's like, look at, I sent all of this and they haven't responded yet. And do I follow up again to it? Just fucking do it. Who cares? It's the other person's responsibility to say, if you're texting too much, like true, don't, Communication. Over, don't overthink it and don't worry about the discomfort of it or sure. the awkwardness. So like, that makes stand me, your ground. That makes me actually think of another, <clears throat> excuse me, another experience. Why does this sound weird? Does I think it, you sound great. Oh, great. Righto. Um, I've been told that I have a soothing voice. Yeah, who said that? Am I soothing you guys now? <laughs> Go to sleep. No, because I'm going to say why. Because when we first started dating back then, there was like a walkie-talkie app. And we would like walkie-talkie Boxer. each other. Voxer, that's what it was. Boxer. That's what it was. And we would just walkie-talkie each other. And I was like, she has the prettiest voice. I would talk to her like this. And she said, oh, she pretty. That's not true. That is not true. <laughs> 
Um, so, anyway, what were you going to say? I, I, so um, before we kind of wrap up, um, I could talk forever. I know we could keep going. Mm-hmm. But do you remember the time that I met you for acro yoga? Yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, like two and years ago. And I remember, I forgot why, I, I don't remember what was going on in my life that I was in such an, ink. I was- Because you drove from Tennessee. You drove straight there from Tennessee. No, I didn't. You did. I begged you to come. And you're no. like, I've been in the car for eight fucking hours. And I'm like, just come. It's going to feel so good. Please just come. So I got, got straight there, there. I sat in the parking lot. I got in the parking lot. And everything inside of me was like, it was like trying to explode because I was projecting what was going to happen when I walked into this, this acro yoga class and the things that went through my mind were one, I don't know anyone Mm -hmm. Two, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And for me, I will just vulnerably share my, one of my biggest insecurities is when I don't know what I'm doing. Mm, Yeah. I'd never done acro yoga and for Courtney always wanted me to wear yoga pants and I I never would. I mean, (laughs) It's a good look on you. Oh, well, thank it's you. A, it's not a bad look. For Yoga you. pants do wonders. And um <laughs> and so I remember you asked me. I think you I, before I went in you asked 1 to 10 like what is your anxiety at? Mm. And I said a 9. And when I left and also there is video footage of this amazing acro yoga chick here. Um when I left I don't think I could even really name a number because mm. it was gone. Yeah. And so I will just say for anyone that's never done acro yoga, try it. It's yeah. it's a really interesting experience where you have to let go of all of your shit mm-hmm. and you have to put your body in someone else's hands mm-hmm. and hope that they don't fucking let you drop mm-hmm. face down. And um and that was just that was also another experience where we really have shared a lot of moments mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And we've kind of supported the other because we know what it feels like. Totally. And so that's ultimately, I think my goal for today was for people to get a double dose of two anxiety havers to really see that millions of us deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so you're not alone. And um, my DM is always open. You can find Courtney, who is not currently teaching yoga because of COVID, but previously um, taught yoga. And Mm -hmm. she is kind of a spiritual book reading kind of fiddler. I'm a f- oh, fiddling. <laughs> no. Um, so if you ever want to reach out to her. Yeah. It's Courtney Grooves on Instagram. It's Courtney C-O-R-T-N-I Grooves. C-O-R-T-N-I period Grooves. Grooves. She grooves. I groove. She's groovy. I'm a groover. Yeah. That's helped with my anxiety was finding yoga and grooving and not only finding yoga, but also giving myself permission in a yoga class to do what feels good for my body, do what feels right for me, which might not look like what the people around me are doing. And like being able to express myself in a yoga class, being able to cry in a yoga class, which I do all the time. Has anyone else cried in a yoga class? If you haven't, you need to take more yoga classes. Hmm. I've never cried in a yoga class, but I will tell you a really quick, funny thing before we uh are we at time yeah i guess but i once did yoga with uh one of my girlfriends and 
Actually, I feel like... Was it me? No. Well, we did yoga. You did yoga with another girlfriend? I did yoga with another girlfriend. I know. Yeah, I know. She kind of sucks. <laughs> um, oh, boy. And there was something about, I I want to say it was a tennis ball thing, or there was some kind of a ball. Okay. And you were supposed to sit on it. Do you mm-hmm. know about this? I mean, that's more like fascia work, like myofascia stuff. It was something stuff. weird. And okay. the whole time, right? And I'm, I'm fucking so nervous. One, because... My the you know the girl at the time, if she listens to this, whatever, she was a Pilates instructor mm. and she was very knowledgeable of mm-hmm. yoga and all that. And you know, I wanted to kind of impress her and knew, know what I was doing. And all of a sudden, this ball thing, we're supposed to be sitting on this ball, and I'm looking around, and it turns out that like I've got the ball literally like up my butthole. And I, it's not, she's like, <laughs> That's not where it goes. I was like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> and and that and honestly, that was a moment where I was I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I really was embarrassed. And like I think yo- yoga is definitely you have to be vulnerable totally to get into yoga. Um and so Dude, people fart in yoga, people cry in yoga, people Ooh. apparently have tennis balls in their ass in yoga. Yes, those it's just, are the good classes. You pay extra for those. Right. It teaches you to be vulnerable. Yeah. And and I think there's a lot of value in that. And whether or not yoga is your outlet, like whatever your outlet is that allows you to be a student, to be willing to learn, to be willing to fail, to be willing to have community with people and find mentors and find teachers, like all of that is going to just like holistically help you out as a whole, but specifically if you have anxiety or... There's more to it than just the yoga. Oh, 100%. There's a whole 100%. aspect of a community and yep. a place that you feel like you belong to. Yeah. 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 And I think that's important. That's um, that's what I want people to find here on Spilling Our Tea is that, again, the Spilling Our Tea was kind of a play on like airing out our dirty laundry. Yeah. Right? And so it's it, it's meant to open up conversations about our humanness. Mm -hmm. It's not just about anxiety. It's not just about CBD. Um, But it's just about relationships too and different perspectives. So I think today was awesome. And I like the idea that I actually am glad that we fucked up the first one. Yeah, me too. I think that this went the way it was supposed to and we got to touch base on the board here. Yeah. there were some rated R things, so don't let your children listen to this. Right. And um, wrapping up to let you guys know, if you want to shop and drink Southern Hemp Tea, it's www.southernhemptea.com. <laughs> and, and come see us at the pop-up. And come see us at the pop-up. Mm-hmm. So May 14th or the 16th, please come out. Yeah. I really, really need you to come out. It's going to be rad. <laughs> yeah. it's No, it's going to be a good time. Um, it's in Lincoln Park. DM me if you have questions. And thank you for being a human, a supporter, a friend, a girlfriend, um, a humanitarian, an mm. anxiety haver. Yeah. And someone that always fucking loves me and supports me. For sure. And I'm really fucking proud of you too. I know I tell you that a lot, but I'm going to just say it while we're you recording. Do. Yeah. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's hard work and I just hope it pays off and I'm glad you are a part of the journey. Thanks. So we're out of tea and we're out of time. That's it. Folks. Adios. So thank you all and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.